your green business feeling like a daily struggle to you? Like all the bureaucratic red tape is just holding you back from being able to make the impact that you want to on the world. This is a bonus interview with Isaac from Power From Within Clean Energy Society, who I interviewed back in September of last year and released the podcast episodes in late June of 2022. And I'm releasing this bonus interview with him for two reasons. For one, for any other ecopreneur out there who has been running into red tape, I wanted to let you know, and Isaac wants to let you know, that there are others out there too. They're feeling the struggle as well. And you're not the only one. But we can all really do something about it. We can make a difference and we can keep fighting. Isaac came on my podcast, really wanted to spread the message about the fact that he is facing this bureaucratic red tape. And he's still working through and going to make a difference on the world. And second, to also really spread the message of what Isaac is doing, of how he is trying to provide affordable, sustainable housing for communities and bring a community back together, bring people back together and really support them in a way in a community that's going to be able to give them an opportunity to live sustainably. And they just need the approval from the government. So if you have or you know anyone out there who might be able to help in terms of getting things rolling for Isaac and his team, then please don't hesitate to reach out either to him directly using his contact information in the show notes and the description below, or reach out to me and I will make sure to get in touch with him so that we can find a way to make an impact and make sure that the ball starts rolling for him in creating this sustainable community that he has projected. So let's all work together to make a sustainable future a reality. You're here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Isaac, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you're able to come back on the podcast with us. And just to give an introduction to those of us who haven't seen the first interview that we did together, can you give us a brief overview of what you guys do? Yeah, most definitely. Billy, thank you for having us back. It's a great pleasure. It's always great to talk with you. Yeah, just to catch people up, we're a not-for-profit organization called Powerful Within Clean Energy Society. And basically what we're doing is we're coming up with self-sustainable homes for families and communities with integrated agricultural systems system and being powered by clean energy to give them full efficiency and saving them lots of money, uh, saving them about $6,000 a year. That's awesome. So I know there's been a lot of frustrating things that have been happening since September when we first did this interview. What's really been going on? What are those challenges that are stopping you guys from moving forward? One of the things we don't like to do is talk bad or negative about anybody, but we got to say it like the way it is. And from our experience, what's been happening is we've been trying to go through and try to get some of the things done. We realized there's a lot of red tape. Now, when we're talking about affordable housing, number one thing that comes to affordable housing is land. And if the land is going to be expensive, well, so everything else is going to follow in pursuit with that. So when it comes to seeing our electoral leaders saying, hey, we're going to give you affordable housing. Hey, we're going to do this. 
I mean, building condos with 20, 30% affordable housing in there is not really being justifiable because the inflation is still going up. So we need land and the government has some of it. He should share some of it. So that way we can build stronger, build better communities that are more cost-effective for families. And that's more affordable instead of giving it to the foreign investments, which is raising our land values uh, to premiums. <laughs> right, definitely. Those foreign investments just continue to rise everything up. And then the average homeowner isn't able to go out there and buy land or find land to build on and be able to have and actually own a home because everything is so expensive and it just continues to grow. And I know that you guys mentioned back in September that you guys have about 80 acres of land that you're trying to work to build your sustainable community on. What has happened since September? Again, it's been a learning curve. So it's been about a year that we've been sitting on this property and we reached out to the township of Crammy. We reached out to Colburn, we reached out to electoral leaders and we're like, hey, we got 80 acres to utilize. Let's sit together and let's make a plan. And here's our plan. What is it that we need to do to cross our T's and dot our I's that we can start some kind of infrastructure, some kind of development. Tell you the sad thing about it is, Billy, still to this day, we have not got a single phone call, email, message, not even a representative, nobody to the fact of even saying, hey, you guys are doing a good job. Not even what is it you guys are doing? No response, no reply, no anything. So I sent a couple of emails to Jadman Singh, the leader of NDP. You thinking they're the ones who are champion for the people. And sad enough, it's been four months. I still haven't even got an email reply or anything from anybody from himself or from his team as well. It just raises concern that even if we have the land, what I've been learned, we could be ready to put a shovel in today. It could take anywhere from a year to three years. And I've even heard horror stories, even four years, that before the governments will give you permission to do any kind of development. So again, how are we doing this development and who is allowed to do development and us being a not-for-profit, you think that we'd be one of the champions, but we're starting to learn different things about that. Definitely. And you have this land to build each sustainable houses on, and it's going to be a, a sustainable community. Could you describe more about that just for those of us? We might have missed that episode. Yeah, sure. One of the things that we wanted to do in our community was to bring the age gaps and diversity. If you look at the way we live today, we're all separated. Even if you go into a building, how many neighbors do you know? When you go into your community, how many neighbors do you talk to? And do you know? We got to find ways to how can we champion our families? How can we get them healthier, stronger? How can we build stronger communities that we can depend on one another? So by integrating these kind of homes and bringing these homes, it brings all that together by utilizing solar PV, mini wind turbines, and water turbines, that brings the clean energy in abundance, which is saving families approximately about $1,500 a year, just by adding that, by adding the integrated agricultural system, whether you want to go with aquaponics, edible walls, or vertical farming, we're still saving families again, close to $1,500. So basically, with these homes, we're saving families $6,000 per year. And the reason why we're going off grid with them is because we're bringing stability. We also bring in together skills and trades for those who want to get involved. So it becomes a more of a community base. So say if you had a trade, you're an electrician or you wanted to be something on the weekends, you can donate some of your time to help out your community. So this way we're helping out each other. This is just a great way of building communities and bringing people together. And since I've been talking about these communities and addressing them to people, more and more people are gravitating to them. But then again, like I said, it comes down to the land and it comes down to the permission. 
and that's one of our biggest struggles. That's a big red tape ongoing here in Canada. Definitely, that's such a bummer for sure. And you also mentioned bringing the community together as well with the vertical farming and the aquaponics system. You're also able to pool your extra surplus things that you have created in this community and you can take that and bring it to market and be able to sell it. Yes, that's correct, Billy. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. One of the things we did too is generated a no-waste food program. And by agriculturing together as a community, not only are you feeding your community, but now you're also becoming a local food source. So that local food source, now you can now sell and build a small revenue for your community. What you don't utilize as a local food source, you can now give to a third party to help those who are in need, like other food banks and churches and stuff like that, where we can utilize. So basically from the time that you plant it from seed to table, nothing gets wasted. That's awesome. So many places could benefit from putting something like that in place where it's able to not have so much waste. We have created a society where a lot of it is very much from raw material to waste. And we just say, oh, we have this huge waste problem, but we never look at the fact like, oh, maybe we should change the way that the direction of this whole lineage so that we're not just ending up creating something to be thrown away. And we should <clears throat> create it for being able to be reused or be used again and used by somebody else. So there's definitely a lot to that. <laughs> One of the great things that we did too is that when we had problems, we had struggles here, that we tried to find other ways on how to tackle some of our problems. So I'm not sure if you realize, but if you look at our team board, that we have a very diverse team. Well, that diverse team actually comes from eight countries. So our team is not just here in Canada. We've united with eight other countries so far that we've design these homes, put these homes together and stuff like that. So since last year, we have come a long way on moving forward onto where we're going. That's really awesome. It's really going to take people from around the world and it's showing as well that since you have this international team, that it's not just within the borders of Canada that you're seeing these challenges, you're seeing these issues, you're seeing people who want these changes, but it's around the world. Yes, it's definitely a global thing that like we understand we can't save the whole world, but there are people who are ready for change and that's where we're focused. And it's just one acre at a time to start building communities. There's a lot that we can do. I don't know why we're not doing it, but we definitely need the support from the people and to share this and that way we can all work together. For sure. And so then we mentioned before when you were talking about how there are these places in Canada called Crownland. And mm -hmm. with this Crownland, it might have offered a ray of hope for you guys, but then ended up not being so hopeful. And can you go into more detail about that? Yeah, again, it really puzzles me to where we're going in a society in this country, because when you have charitable programs and stuff like that, and you have crown land that the government has that is awarded, that's supposed to be awarded to organizations like us to help communities and bases like that for exactly for what it is that we're doing, well, they're taking that land and they're selling it to foreign investors at a high value. So when you're doing stuff like that, it makes it very tough and difficult for organizations like ours to purchase land that's going to be at a decent rate so that way we can keep the cost effectiveness down and we've already found out that we can deal with manufacturers if they stop raising the prices of material we're still trying to keep it within reasonable we got a financial team that helps out for anybody who needs coaching insurance or wants to do mortgage so we're really trying to do our due diligence and trying to cover most angles that we possibly can for any family member or community like we're basically trying to be a one-stop shop for family and community that if there's anything that they need that we would be able to have the resources or the connections to help them and build a great community because like i said our communities are built by us 
it's tailored made according to what the families and communities are asking for. That's really awesome. So you're trying to become a one-stop shop. You mentioned the financial planning, but what else are you hoping to bring to these communities as well? Bringing to the community is basically the stability because when you have healthy nutritional food, you can sleep better. You got better nutrients in your body. When you have a community that you can depend on, that you don't have to look over your shoulders, you get a sense of strength, you get a sense of stability. This is just a big collaboration. And one of the things I always say to people is, for an example, we have st structural engineers all around the world that know how to build bridges. So why are we racing to be number one? We can all work together to be a perfect team, right? So to me, it's like, why are we not all structural engineers working together to make something for all people, for all human race, for all countries? We may have to make adjustments according to the climate, but there's a structure that we can give everybody that's something that's simple, something that's big, instead of competing all the time and just rehashing some of the same stuff over and over again, it's time to step outside the box. How can we work together? How can we make it better for humanity? And that's our pitch. We're here to make it better for humanity by whichever way we can and collaborating with the right people. Definitely. I am definitely a component for there shouldn't be so much competition, but there's really so much room for collaboration. And when you look at the evidence and the history of people deciding to work together and find ways to collaborate versus compete, you talk about sales organizations or businesses or all sorts of things. There's so many examples of people when they start collaborating versus competing, they actually perform better you 10 times the amount of production when people actually work together instead of compete against one another. So there's so much room for collaboration versus always thinking of things as competing or there not being enough resources because we live in a world where we have such amazing people who can think of new ways of solving problems that you come and bring it together. You can definitely make that competition be collaborating and, and make it different. So what is your plan for you guys in 2022 with these challenges that you're facing. One of the things we're doing now, since we came up with some of the challenges, we were trying to figure out how can we get into the market? What are some other angles that we can come about? So one of the things we're now collaborating with is putting together a fundraiser. With this fundraiser, we're collaborating with some people where we're going to have live entertainment, local talent here in Canada, in Toronto, some new artists who are coming up with R&B and hip hop. We are going to be sending out messages to athletes as well as entertainers to do a streamline where they could be in the comfort of their home and supporting what it is that we're doing. So basically we're going to be doing a fundraiser to help put together the fundamentals and to put it either a prototype. What we'd like to do is get together a prototype because once we have a prototype, we can turn around and show people exactly what it is that we're doing. And again, one of the problems when it came to applying for grants, because that's going to be something that people always say, why don't you just apply for a grant? Grants are not as easy as what people think. And from what we found out is unless you're established and making money, they don't really give you a grant which baffles me because a grant is supposed to be to help you get started, not you're already started and they're now going to help you and proceed with the grant. So again, it's really confusing. They say a lot, but when you look at the details and the fine print, it's a lot more difficult than what it is. And when you're championing something and depending on who is the leader of what it is that you're utilizing, and if we're not in their pockets, it just becomes something, we got to be real. We can't sugarcoat anything anymore. We've been through a pandemic. We've gone through so much. We're just here to show people saying, we're not here to bash our leadership. We just wish that they can do a better job. And we're here to show them that 
You got your team, we got our team. Let's sit down at the table and let's do something for society. Let's do something for the people. Why reinvent the wheel? We already got it going. We already have the collaboration. All we need is the land. Let's do this. There's no reason why we can't do this. There's no reason why Doug Ford can't sit down with us or Justin Trudeau or even Jadman Singh. We're doing exactly what they're asking for on TV. Definitely. So it's like, okay, why say it up there when you guys are already there? You guys are already in action. We're ready to go. So we got it. already have it in place. Got the infrastructure. You're ready. Okay. We're trying. We're trying. We're, there. we're there. We're waiting <laughs> to go. As soon as they say yes, we're ready to go. Definitely. Cool. And what is your hope for people who are listening to this interview? How can they take action? How can they support you? They can send us an email at info at pfwces.org it's a great way and just say i want to help our action or volunteer whichever way spread the word let people know that there is an organization out there that's trying to get on the market and we are trying to build affordable housing we are trying to build affordable communities not just we're not here to build condos and have a percentage of it we know we're trying to build affordable communities so people can move in and be sustainable. We are trying to bring something a little bit different to our communities into life that builds stronger support. So word of mouth, soon we're going to have flyers and brochures and stuff like that. Share our media, talk about us. And the more we get talked about, the more people will know who we are and what we're doing because there hasn't been anybody that we've talked to that hasn't joined us. And our media is getting stronger. We're getting larger crowds and followers. We're getting more followers. So the message is getting out there, but we still need to do a better job in getting the message out there for a lot more people to know that this exists definitely you guys are doing something so important providing housing for people who don't have all the money that investors from foreign countries have to just continue to buy up land there's a, a big side of that too so that's really great that's what you guys are doing so it's awesome and if somebody wants to learn more about you guys about what you're doing and how they can understand more about your housing about your community and how can they find out more about you guys yeah again either they can go to info or if they want to send a personal message and i'm always willing to do a zoom meeting and stuff like that with people or google meet whichever one they have and they can get to my personal email which is isaac i-s-a-a-c at pfwces.org and just say, looking for info. I love talking to people. I love educating them. So not everything has to be a sale. To me, it's about education first. And once you understand everything and once you're educated about it, then we can move forward about what it is that you need for your family. That's awesome. And before we jump off here, is there anything else you would like to have a drive home message? People, we're out there. We're shaking hands with the world. We're hugging them with clean technology. We heard you. We're trying to get out there as quickly as possible. We're doing our best. We're not giving up. So don't think we're giving up. We're going up the bat for you and just let you know that there's an organization that is going out there. We're championing it. You're going to hear about us very soon. We're there. We'll go on our website, see what it is that we're doing. We got a great, beautiful team, a universal team that we put together and stuff like that. And we're doing our best to collaborate and bring the best out for people and for families. Don't forget to go to our website, www.pfwces.org. And all our information is there. Yes, definitely. Don't want to forget that part. Awesome. Thank you so much, Isaac. It was great having you back on the podcast. I'm so happy that you were able to come on and be able to share this message because it's so important. People really need to understand there's an organization out there that's ready to fight for people and stand up for people and that you're there hearing what they're saying. So it's really great to have you back on and we're going to try to get this message out as far and as wide as we can. Great. Thank you once again, Billy. It's a great pleasure. It's great to see you again. Thank you very much. And if you enjoyed hearing from Isaac about the Power From Within Clean Energy Society, make sure you check out 
the first interview that I recorded with him back in September, which really dives deep into exactly what they're doing and how they are going to make such an incredible impact for providing sustainable, affordable housing for everyone. So check it out now, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in taking more green business to the next level, consider checking out our Business Creativity Mastermind linked in the show notes below to harness the power of creativity and innovation to 10x your business. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.